This episode of Sri Lankan Cricket Podcast is sponsored by djb47.com. djb47.com is the official clothing brand of West Indian cricket legend Twain Bravo, also known as Sir Champion. djb47.com offers a wide variety of t-shirts, hoodies and caps in all sizes for cricket fans. Um for our listeners in India, we have a special offer uh, when you use the code djb 47 at the checkout you'll receive a 20% discount on all your purchases no questions asked remember just the code djb47 additionally dj bravo 47 merchandise will soon be available in sri lanka and australia exciting news ahead yeah and for everyone listening and watching we are running a competition on our social media to give away 5 dj bravo 47 caps So to participate simply like our post share it and tag a friend or friends the more friends you tag the more chances you have to win a cap you can find all the links uh, to our social media in the show notes so check it out share it and uh, you have a chance to win a cap after that little bit of housekeeping now let's get into today's episode Welcome back to Sri Lanka Cricket Podcast. As always, we got a lot to talk about. Ashes, Sri Lanka playing against West Indies right now. Sri Lanka women playing against New Zealand. A lot to talk about. How you been? Where should we start? Yeah, doing good with her. Excited to be recording another episode. A um, lot of things to cover, a rec- lot of areas, exciting news, especially being Sri Lanka the last couple of weeks have been pretty good. Um, generally it's not the case but um, Chamari Atapattu world number one um, uh, batter in in women's cricket that's that's a standout achievement a highlight in in this last few weeks but I'm yeah, happy for you to lead the front because a lot of content to cover in this episode yeah oh, let's start with Sri Lanka's campaign to qualify for the World Cup now Sri Lanka they have qualified netherlands had a fantastic win last night now sri lanka and netherlands booked their flights to in, uh, india in 3 months time it's it's a, it's a tough one for west indies zimbabwe scotland and ireland i mean we wonder why we are playing a 10 team tournament because they played good cricket in the past year and uh, they are missing out but sri lanka they still got a few more games to go but doesn't really matter we are in it now um so what do you think it's do you think it's unfair for these these teams that icc is playing a 10 team world cup i get a couple of thoughts into it um of course you'd like more teams involved but if you want to keep the standard of uh, entertainment going through as well maybe a change like this is needed um we seen how in the qualifiers some of the teams are tightly matched which shows there's a di- disparity and sri lanka has been a team that has shown look we shouldn't be in this pack we should be a step above um, and some of the results um, have gone their way when they have been have the results have gone their way with performances 
So when you think of like that, I think you you need this margin. If not, um, some of the games could be stalemate in a World Cup. Uh, yeah. I think that may be thinking behind it. Um, but you're right. It's teams like Zimbabwe, West Indies. They are pushing the case, but at a certain point, you gotta gotta make a competitive World Cup as well. I mean, yeah, it is it is a competitive World Cup when you have less teams. And they play each other once in the first round robin games. And I came across this interesting post by Indusan Santakumaran uh, on Facebook. He has, um, well, his opinion is why we are playing a 10-team World Cup is ICC doesn't want India or Pakistan knocked out of the tournament early in the World Cup. Because when you have 16 teams you either play two groups or four groups and if they have a couple of bad games they are out of the world cup and india brings most of the revenue to icc and they don't want that audience um not watching the world cup so he has a point yeah. there and the last time we had a 16 team world cup was 2007 and India and Pakistan, they exited uh, in the early stages in that World Cup. So you wonder, is that the reason? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, that 2007 World Cup, I don't think Sri Lanka has fond memories as well. Uh, But if you look at international cricket, how the schedule is, it's very tight schedules around around the calendar of cricket now even the ashes the matches seem to be happening very quick having a 16 member team means do they have a talent in a year to have accommodate a tournament that long uh, i don't think so uh, so they make it a shorter tournament competitive because um, there's more cricket to be played through the year that, that's probably what ICC would have looked into. Yeah. And the other reason is there's a World Cup every other year now because of the T20 World Cup. 50 over World Cup for me is like the Olympics in cricket. You know, it comes every four years. You build a team to win a World Cup and, you know, you see legends of the game retire after the World Cup. It has that Olympic feeling and you know that a, a world cup win can inspire a generation bara you know a 96 world cup we, we as sri lankans i mean that's what got us to love cricket and you know watch our heroes on telly and and you know we try to go out there and try to you know do what they do on tv and especially these non test playing countries you know it's their chance to do something special on world stage. There are bilateral series, but their chance to, you know, shine in front of the world stage is the World Cup. And I feel like having this 10-team tournament, take that away from the, those nations and, um, you know, the no wonder cricket, especially the test cricket and the long format game is dying uh, in the world. But you know, you had to think about the money side as well, like you said, and, um, you know, the, the T20 cricket is funding the long format game. So 
you have to have a balance of i understand the logic behind it but it's sad to see two world cup winners like west indies they get knocked out and yeah it's very sad lucky we we got through but it could it would have could have been us yeah so like if you take all the negative chats going around but many like a few might have wanted sri lanka not to be in this world cup because it meant that would give more fuel to be discussed in 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 sri lanka um but credit to the guys they came on top we've made it through and we i think we've made it through like we discussed in episode before you got to win with big margins which is what you know convincing wins which the guys have been doing just i thought of finishing on the topic of the number of teams playing um like we grew up with a bit of a traditionalist where the uh, 50 over world cup was the tournament where uh, you were uh, identifiers you know um world leaders in the game for that four years or that couple of years since you but since the heat intervening with t20 coming on the ipl um been a mark event uh, t20 world cup coming on there's been a bit of dilution in that so i we could be the change of cricket do do like the generation of us we still see that as the marky tournament but there are generations now where they've born with t20 cricket so do they see the 50 over format still the same uh, will that hold a certain uh, important space in their calendar uh, of cricket um i think there's a bit of a shift in that aspect because like like you said there's a 50 over world cup then the following year there's a t20 world cup mm-hmm. and then so you almost diluted okay who are the world champions in yeah. cricket yeah whereas in sri lanka 96 we won that world cup and the four years after that sri lanka was a dominating team because that was the tournament that was benchmarked and the tournaments following that sri lanka actually did really well so yeah. there, there weren't any questions being asked i think that's where the shift we've seen fixturing and more game international cricket being played at the moment the good thing that we've noticed is now a series like ashes cricket with this baseball effect it's brought back interest into the game um, i know england are behind the the ball at in terms of getting a win or pushing into the series but viewership wanting to watch the game or discuss in nations i think it's been at an all time high i can't probably 2005 might have been uh, was you know spoken as much uh, i mean away from not only the english or the aussies watching watching the game but the games evolving um, sri lanka on the topic of qualifiers individual performances are continuing it's good like we've seen some um, impressive performance mahesh deekshana settled into 50 over cricket um or with, within these teams he's made, made a big impact He, he the years behind he was struggling to make such an impact in 50 over cricket but he's made uh, he's done a uh, he's had a good series um through the middle gets wickets 
pretty much shifts the game into the way we want to control it. Uh, one into Hasaranga, another part in that. Um, and then the left arm fast bowler, how refreshing um, he is in this uh, tournament. It's it's almost like we almost wonder why you kind of take him out. <laughs> playing him the way he's swinging the ball hitting those wickets but he's back in action which was a good result yeah left arm are your favorite option what are you you know yeah if you yeah. if you are to pick a team i know you're going to pick the left arm fast bowler first then you pick the others <laughs> yeah i think spot on I'd, I'd go left arm bowler and i'll pick the best keeper in the country to be yeah. behind because the keeper sets the tone in, in in team and I mean take the ashes England are struggling massively they've got a wicket keeper who's oh. dropping the ball and you could see everyone else in the fields having nightmares as a result yeah. uh, I think I feel those are key components in an international team you need to iron out from the start um for Sri Lanka, I mean, Dushmanta Chamir was a massive uh, miss mm. uh, going out of the squad. But it opened the doors for Dilshan Madhusanka, which we've seen. He's, he's getting breakthroughs from the start. No, it's good to see. Good to see. But I've been having these interesting conversations um, with keen cricket followers, fans, uh, mainly on WhatsApp because they are, most of them are in Sri Lanka. We talked about having Angie in the team when we go to India. And yeah. people, you know, the people ask, you know, what's why why you guys say this? Why you insist this? And you know, what's the thinking behind it? like it's I'm saying it again, it's it's just just the experience he brings. And uh, if he's scoring runs, if he's in form, we should take him. That's you know that that'll ease the pressure of Dasun as well um, as the captain. He can focus on marshalling the troops and uh, you know get things right and get us to that semi-final spot. So I'm saying that again. If we are if we are to make the semi-final, we'll have to take him to India. Yeah, just touching base on taking an experienced batsman. We're going to be playing against teams that are equipped with better bowling attacks, better. Um, better form or more uh, intense playing the game. So the, these the teams that we're playing didn't test us as much. I think the one game they tested us, Dananjay De Silva uh, batted really well to dictate, uh, bat us out of a hole and get into a position where you know we could dictate and eventually win the game. A lot of these tournaments, if you take soon as you get the top four batters, the batting depth's not there. So some of our bowlers can go through. But if you have to build competitive scores, we need that bats batter in, in the squad. Mm. Even in this squad of players we have, we don't have a backup batsman. Um, we've got an all-rounder, a couple of spinners. Uh, and it looks, it looks bare in terms of pick if someone's not having a good time so um, that's where I think we are having this, this discussion of taking him along uh, because 
he has that experience to bat through in India, smaller grounds, has that um, capability to, even through the middle, make use of the building restrictions because he could muscle a, a few attacks. Uh, I hope the selectors are thinking the same, but <laughs> let's move on to Sri Lanka and New Zealand women's series. Uh, as you mentioned before, Tamari Atapato, she's having a very good time in the series. Sri Lanka secured a historic victory against New Zealand. We haven't beaten New Zealand in a series. So 2-1... Uh -huh. Mainly because Chamari Adapattu scored 140 of 80-something balls. And uh, if I watched the last 45 minutes of the game, she's unstoppable, Bora. She's, I, we keep saying this, she should be playing more cricket. It's a waste that she's she's only, she only get like 10 games a year. That's, it's it's a waste. Yeah. I think when in this pod, it was during lockdown we touched base that we're kind of missing. She's losing out her prime, you know, best years of her cricket. Um, she's, you know, the performance she's been putting in, she's making up for it very quickly. Um, I've seen her play. Uh, well, we were, when both of us were playing first class cricket, Chamari was, I mean, training with the women's team and you could see she was... She was different. She would stand mm -hmm. out amongst the group. She almost, my observations were she could play in a men's first class team in Sri Lanka in a in a first class game, mm -hmm. and be competitive. That's the feeling I had and the impression she mm -hmm. had, uh, and to see her do achieve what she has done. Um, we, I think we are all proud of that achievement. It's like it's for women's cricket. That's uh, what what she's able. Take and if you take, she is playing. She's carrying the team. Like unlike in Australia, you have you know a lot of players around her, but in Sri Lanka, women's cricket is still developing. And whilst it's developing, we have a star performer. So. Um, credit to her, um, you know, she's the way she's gone about the New Zealand series. That's like speechless. She knew that she had to be there till the end, and yeah. you know she can hit it. She can hit the ball like you know she can score twenty score twenty runs off off and over. <laughs> she yeah. knew that, and she made sure she's there till. Till you know the victory is within grasp, and yeah. and she made sure she was there till the end. And uh, Nilakshi De Silva scored a fantastic inning as well. Um, yeah. No, that was that was fantastic. Girls ran to the ground to the middle. You can see at one one at one point when they ran to, they were not sure whether they got over the line because <laughs> it was a Duckworth Lewis uh, yeah. target. So then, yeah, then the umpires um, let them know, and they, 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 it was fantastic. Um, and Sri Lanka. Women's, was, sorry, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to add, I mean, women's cricket, we, most recently we had Talindu appointed into an assistant coaching role with Sri Lanka women's. Mm 
mm. with the women setup. So um, he's been on the pod a couple of uh, months ago. So wish him well for his role. I think that's um, that's going to add a lot of value into the setup with his uh, past experiences. So I was pretty excited to read the news online. Um, well, whilst we are having a chat on the on women's cricket, um, how Chamari is and you know pushing Sri Lanka women's cricket up, I think appointments like this are just going to support that initiative as well. So, yeah, good luck to Tara. Um, we'll try to get him on and have a chat about the New Zealand series if Sri Lanka cricket permits. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's a very good appointment because he brings in experience. He has coached all around the world now. And not only yeah. women's cricket, he has been working with uh, greats of the men's game as well. So he is bringing a lot to to the table and he can throw from both hands. So that's another added advantage. So good luck, Tara. Let's move on to Ashes, Bora. I mean, the Ashes drama, it, continues i mean as you said i feel like we are reliving the 2005 ashes where you know we got back to watching test cricket again australia yeah. was in trouble and cam green didn't play because he was injured in comes mitch marsh and we all know that no one really likes him in australia and now he's the he's a favorite son of australia now he's called a magnificent hundred. What a hundred! Yeah. That's unbelievable. That was that was a fantastic innings. I watched his innings right through. Uh, ended up sleeping late night uh, <laughs> yesterday, but he batted. That was one of the best hundreds I've seen in a while. Like he wasn't getting beaten much on. The, see the um, focus and determination he was putting in. He just. Um, from 60 to 100, just sped up. He started playing shots, but he was one guy who wasn't worried about the shot. And you could sense it. He was waiting for the ball just back of a lane to take it on. Yeah. So he was very clear in his shot making. And you're right, he's had a tough time with with the public out there with some of the runs he's been getting um opportunities he's been getting but i think they all will forget about the past with a performance like this especially if australia gets this win and you know win the ashes so but was i mean there's been some his brother his family is celebrating sean marsh's birthday so yeah the family was Live and that was some pretty good things together. Yeah. Um, they would have after the drinks. Yeah, but with the Ashes, where it stands, there's a lot of excitement with what England's trying to do. But at the moment, they don't have much results to show. So um, their fielding's a letdown, a massive. Uh, I think Johnny Bairstow's lead in that um, the margin, the errors that he's uh, having in games is too high. Um, in in tight games like this, you got to be yeah. got to be better than that. And you could see the slip cordons unsettled as well as a result of that. 
Um, it's it's a very uneasy feeling, you know. I mean, they've had so many errors. Even Marsh, when he got to an hundred, um, the fielder would have that was just a standard run out in yeah, my yeah. eyes. When he the fielder, it was the twelfth man. He kicked the ball with his with his boot when his hand should have been where his boot was. So that that was an error that got his run, but that was one instance there was I think more than three to four chances of drop yeah. catches in the game so far. Yeah, Joe Roots catching the slips, that was a very costly one. Yeah, but <laughs> against, uh, <laughs> but uh, Mitch Marsh, his record against England is good for us. Like he averages fifty two with the bat and yeah. 24 with the ball and uh, it's yeah. it's the other countries he, he struggles like his average go down to 21 against other countries so. nothing but, he could be one guy who's benefited from this best ball type of play where you know yeah, he sees yeah. their players going out there playing a relaxed way back them and He's in an environment now where he can do it, and he he showed the result he got it in. Whereas the best ball team is <laughs> to benefit other than Joe Root and uh, Ben Stokes, who anyway uh, have been sole performers yeah, for England with the bat. So Australia has got a squad mentality; they keep touching base on this over the last year, where they are not afraid to rotate their players. And the players are comfortable of that's that that's what basketball is trying to achieve end of the day give players the freedom to perform not to be worried about consequences when yeah. take out the terms australia has been doing it in the last 12 months of having this tight group of of this squad yeah. and they rotate around so um england behind already um, I think day two, uh, six wickets down, fighting to, you know, they need to win this test match. So, um, Ben Stokes still out there, so we know he's the match winner. Mm. Well, interesting point you talk about the squad uh, men, uh, mentality and, you know, their togetherness. Yeah. England went with the experience and the reputation in the first two tests. Yeah. And I think that costs them. Yeah. I mean, the way Markwood is bowling now, he's clocking 95, 96 consistently. Yeah. And, you know, he's getting Bassman in trouble. And I think England missed a trick by not playing him in the first two tests. Or at least they should have bought him for the second test. Um, But he was rapid yesterday. <laughs> he was... He was enjoying it, it was too. Great. It was great to watch. Speed, mm. um, all in effort. He was stumbling at the crease, you know, hitting 95 miles an hour. That's hard to face. And the way he got Kawaja caught on the crease, back of a length, four or five, kept going back of a length and pitched it up, got through the gate. That's that's <laughs> what you want to watch, you know, fast, fast bowler, get someone beaten for pace. Um, England lost the plot. They were really flat 
at the start in terms of preparing wickets. Edge Preston was the slowest out of this series. So um, maybe that was the reason they didn't play Wood. Uh, wood. Hmm. Like imagine them playing on a green top with Broad, Anderson and Wood. Um, would have set the tone a lot more different to where, where we are currently at. They, they should have just played the traditional way of playing on good seam index to bring their attack into play. Um, and now we see the difference. Like Wood, I think Stokes went about it. He bowled him four overs at the start, then a one more spell, but then kept him back mm. uh, when she was going. You, what he did was he as soon as he got my what as soon as they got Marsh out, he kind of broke and he blew the tail away with his yeah. pace. Uh, that's also a smart way of breaking it up. Uh, rather than you know wasting his energy. Nah, he's so good to see him, Bora. You know, yeah. very exciting to see him ball full tilt. Yeah, I mean, I want England to win this or at least draw this because if if Australia win it, <laughs> I mean, don't mention about my prediction now. <laughs> I think um, I think that's. I was gonna good. say. If there's a conspiracy theory, um, you need England to win this game. If not, there's not going to be much crowds coming into the fourth and fifth. Yeah. Uh, so you almost got to give this game away to keep that entertainment going. If Test, test cricket is to be alive, because that's almost like the ashes, the beginning of the ashes, you know, how they burn the bales. <laughs> Getting burnt now, <laughs> the ovens, ovens on, just waiting to be thrown in. So, um, they need they need this win. Um, Ollie Robinson already walked off, so he's I think gone back to write his article a bit. So his next edition, bowling. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know back spasm. So hopefully he'll play a part in the second innings. Um, hmm. We haven't seen much in terms of pace and swing from him. So uh, few few things are coming out on from the English camp. Only um, best to take out if you take away that dismissal, like the famous Alex Carey dismissal. Yeah. Johnny Best was lucky to be playing this test match. Um, like he, he could say, I uh, would have scored runs if it wasn't yeah. the case. He had he the chance that. today. <laughs> someone who does that, you know, like yeah. <laughs> you, we come across few players like, I mean, he's a wicked keeper, bro. Come on, let's be honest. He should have stayed in the crease. That's... Yeah. Anyway. It's almost like. If it wasn't a keeper, at least you could think oh, naive enough, no, it wouldn't happen. Being a keeper, I haven't met a keeper who has, hasn't done it. Like 100%. every keeper played with has always given it a crack. And if it comes off yeah. as a team, the whole team goes up. If it doesn't, the batsman's aware of it and he's going to stay back in the crease. So to Alex Carey, he nailed it. The one throw he had, he actually hit it right. He got, got a direct hit, got the wicket. Um, 
But yeah. yeah, a lot of it's good, good entertainment though. There are a lot of past videos coming on uh, yeah. about spirit of cricket. We are learning what spirit of cricket is now. Um, even spirit of cricket, if you take out when Nathan Lyon came to bat hobbling, there wasn't spirit of cricket involved there. They were nailing it on mm. hard at him, he said. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. Heat of the moment with a. That's it. That's it. Let's call it that. Game. Heat of the moment. If I was in a field in team with a situation like I doubt I'd come across a captain who would have said, nah, we'll give you a chance to bat. Um, Never. That's my thing. Yeah. No, no. No, all good. Hopefully England wins. Um, That's all the time we have for this week. Um, So check out our social media and enter the competition. Your chance to win a beautiful cap. Yeah, until next time, keep watching cricket. We'll see you next time. Cheers.